Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Dom Giordano show. So uh, this uh, nominee now has gotten the majority votes. I'm not sure when the first vote will be on Tom Emmer. I don't see... Much possibility here. A couple things. One, CNN is trying to, ah, it's endless, say that Emmer has got no shot, essentially, with these knuckle-draggers. You know, their sensibility, CNN's, because he has supported same-sex marriage. Now, I don't know what that means that he supported same-sex marriage, per se. But let's say he did. They're going to pin it, aha, that's the reason why he was rejected. These people are homophobic. Watch for that. When really, immediately when we saw that he was a nominee, we're getting more information. And Dan uh, played you. I'm going to play it again. Emmer talking about the National Popular Vote Initiative. And it seems to be pretty good evidence, as if that's not enough, that he supports that against the Electoral College that this was backed, of course, by groups operate, operating under the George Soros umbrella. Of course, a Soros-backed group would want this. Of course, every progressive or progressive extreme, uber progressives like Soros, they want to get rid of the Electoral College. That would mean Donald Trump wouldn't have been president. Hillary Clinton would have been. You know what they want. They want the domination because then by any means necessary, any kind of vote cheating, all the Philadelphia, Chicago stuff, rather than just ringing up a big total in a state like Illinois or New York or California, which are with one party now, they will be able to impact the entire nation. And all you'd have to do is get out those voters in those critical states, and they would win every time. The genius of the Electoral College, June 12th, when it really became formalized to the way that we had it today, you know the reverence I have for that. And if you don't like it, well, then win those states. All Hillary Clinton had to do is win either Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, or uh, Michigan. Why didn't she? All right. I'd like to be back in the days where people campaign in 30, 40 states or so, but that's the way the dice has landed. So we have five or six or seven swing states now, and that's where the major campaigning goes on. Here's Emmer, though. Dan found this. Uh, Tom Emmer, who's the nominee now on paper to be the next speaker. Here's what he said 
about the popular vote usurping the Electoral College. I've had the argument made to me, Tom, as a conservative, why would you ever want to support something like national popular vote? You know, they handed me a book and I said to the gentleman that had come in to pitch it, why would I ever support this? I mean, are you crazy? Well, it's funny. I went and read the book and became an absolute believer. I get conservatives who say to me, well, why do you want to eliminate the Electoral College? And I have to tell them, this is why you need to read the book. Article 2, Section 1, it is constitutional. We're not changing the Constitution. If you respect states' rights, if you truly do believe in them, then you respect the states' rights to determine however they want to award their electors. I believe in the Republican message of smaller government, individual liberty, and economic freedom. And if uh, conservatives believe that, then they should support national popular vote. Ah, boy. Just think of the mischief created here, not just by Soros, but by willing dupes like this guy. Hard to tell if they'll settle on him by various internal stuff. I don't know. I hope not. 855-839-1210, though, you get in. AT&T and Verizon Wireless, all that you need to do is just push pound 1210. He is the nominee at this point. All right, the other thing that I mentioned, the Inquirer's uh, got a piece today, not overly biased, but the usual stuff in there, about could Bucks County go back, as it had been most of the time that I remember, to being run at the commissioner level by the Republicans? And apparently people think there's a real shot this time, even the Inquirer, that that could happen. So that's a major race. It would start to take back the suburbs. Yesterday, we read that great piece and had a lot of fun. The Republican butt party. The butt party. The butt party. Yeah. From Guy Shiraki, Republicans saying, yeah, I'm a Republican, but are you really anti-abortion? I'm a Republican, but you really think that Trump might have won? I'm a Republican, that kind of thing. And why suddenly in these critical Pennsylvania suburbs, Republicans are having that much trouble. I mean, they're being murdered in Delaware County. Montgomery County was very difficult a long time ago. It's little Philadelphia. Chester County is going to be a tell this time around. Used to be ruby red. Now they don't look at what Democrats have done here, the Cavalcante escape. That's not enough evidence to know they're not serious about protecting you. So the Inquirer mentions, uh, Pat Pavrek has said this before, and uh, Bob Harvey, the uh, re- Democrat out there that we often talk about during COVID, he mocked the GOP assertion that Philadelphia crime is creeping into Bucks County. He said that's an old tactic. Crime is down here. All right. And he said the county faced dangerous legal challenges from the Trump campaign and state Republicans in 2020 over counting mail ballots. You're fracturing people's trust in the most basic institution we had. Drop boxes will be uh, (laughs) imperiled if the Republicans are elected. All right. So if we're so concerned about, and we ought to be, You know that I am. If we don't have people believing relatively in the fairness of an election, particularly a presidential election, this doesn't end well. That's a bad thing. We all have to agree with that, at least. You would think it just can't go on like that. 
So what are Democrats doing, like Bob Harvey and the others, to try to stop that perception that these things are not done correctly? I'll put it that way. Nothing. Josh Shapiro's latest, putting that automatic registration in, which was suspect. More dropback, uh, Dropbox talk. More talk of let's get rid of the Electoral College. More Democrats, the records out there that have challenged elections themselves. So this is not going to go away until they get on board with trying to tighten up and trying to meet people halfway that elections are what they're supposed to be. So I thought I'd ask today, though, because we are in the period where you can vote by mail-in ballot. I saw a story this morning, Dan, that Youngkin has gotten it right. Youngkin's gone all out, spending a lot of money in Virginia to tell people, hey, Republican voters, conservative, independents, bank your votes. And at this point in time versus the midterms, Democrats had 63% of the vote, the mail-in vote, early vote, versus 37 for Republicans. This time around, it's only 59 point something percent that Democrats have. Here's the point. Oh, it's only four points. No, every point in this is what's going to matter. So if, let's say, in this election cycle, and certainly in 2024, Let's say Republicans are only down 10 percent in the mail-in, early voting, and in the critical swing states. They're going to win on Election Day. And those numbers can be tracked, and they will be out there. And they might encourage people to say, you know what? Showing up on Election Day is going to matter. So I don't do mail-in voting. I'm going to vote on Election Day. I like to do that. It's a ritual. I always do that. I can't imagine a situation I'm being held hostage by progressive somewhere in Philadelphia. <laughs> Come and get me, Dan. I want to cast that ballot that uh, somehow or another I would not vote. But a lot of things can happen on Election Day. So I wonder how many people listening have you filled out or do you intend to fill out your mail-in ballot and send it in? I went over with Roe last night, hers, Dan. You know, we were going back and forth over it. Yeah. And admittedly, I didn't know the background of every judge for common police court or municipal oh, court. Oh, come on, Don. You're or, supposed to know that. Yeah. If I don't know that, I don't know anybody that yeah, knows that. No idea. Who. But I knew a few there that suspects that I could. Then, of course, the mayor's race. There were ballot questions, which I almost always vote against. It means more money in Philadelphia. And what was the other thing on there? Um well, the big one, the state Supreme Court. So are you going mail-in ballot? Have you done it already? Or are you still saying, no, I'm 100% sure I can show up on Election Day? And the Republican effort is better. In Virginia, I think it's excellent. But still, we see the reluctance. Now, President Trump has pretty much given the go-ahead. It would help if he said it more. I know the position in 2020, he was against it and all that. He gets it now. Not going to win the presidency in 2024 unless we have a good early voting mail-in ballot. And I don't see the contradiction. Do the mail-in ballot now. Win. Then if you want to start angling to get rid of it, absolutely. 
855-839-1210. So the guy we may be nominating, Tom Emmer, headed up this national popular vote. Dan, did I play it this time? I didn't play it again. No, you did. You did. I did. Okay. Yeah, we played it. Yeah, we played it a couple times now. It's pretty startling, isn't it? That he'd want to get rid of the Electoral College. What? And that would be the speaker? That's hard. That's right there is out of the box. But you watch CNN and all. If this guy's rejected, they're already putting it out there. Yeah, these Republicans are rejecting him because he favors same-sex marriage. I don't think that's a rejection point. The rejection point to me is, buddy, if you don't get it, that we need the Electoral College now more than ever, how in the world? Go and be the Democrat speaker if they ever get a chance again. No way. It's ridiculous. 855-839-1210. Side question today. In honor of Trey Turner, the Phillies, good luck charm, alliterative names. I had Mickey Mantle. Dan, what was your principal one again? Uh, I had Bugs Bunny and I had Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Something like that will get you in and you might get your name into that hat. But right now I can hardly wait. We're promised an all-time bad cover song. It's time. It's time. Money Melody. Okay, that's right. Every day at about 2.13. And today we're playing for a four-pack of tickets to see the Battleship New Jersey in Camden, New Jersey. For more information, visit battleshipnewjersey.org. All right, Dan, we got the backstory, alliteration, bad cover So, Dom, you've you issued me a challenge over our, yes. man, we've been doing this for a while now, uh, Dom's yes. Money Melody, of uh, horrible cover songs, yes. because a while back, before Taylor Swift even started dating Travis and became a conservative, you know, talking person, we played this. Would you take that shot? Or just let it slip? Yo, this song's sweaty. These big arms are heavy. He's vomit on a sweater already. Mom's forgetting. Horrible. Terrible. We can all agree. shouldn't be able to say yo like she's in a, you know, some yeah. rapper or just, something. It's yo. embarrassing. Cringeworthy. Yes. Um, so, Dom, in today's research, I was looking for, you know, a litter of band names. So I was thinking maybe something from the Backstreet Boys or... But I found something from the Beastie Boys. I, I love the Beastie Boys. Grew up on them. But I never knew they did this collaboration, this cover song. And they're the ones playing the music behind it. But, Dom, today, it's not an alliterative name. It's just a 90s rapper who uh, appeared on a children's television show for a while. Uh, had some commercials out there. Recently passed away. Uh, but, Dom, he, he tries covering an all-time great Elton John song. And I think he might be drunk or something. I don't know what it is. But we want to know who this is singing the song with the Beastie Boys covering Elton John's Benny and the Jets. Take a listen. reminds me of him. Rush used to play, and I used to play it a lot, too. Teddy Kennedy giving a speech, either drunk or whatever. And Dan, and he just said, (laughs) I mean, literally gibberish. Three quarters of that is literally gibberish. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, if they get this one without any more clues, who the heck is singing that gibberish? It's not Joe Biden drunk. 855-839-1210. You get in. Who is that singer? Hit us with that, and uh, you get the Battleship New Jersey, and you're the winner today. 
Coming up, I, I've been planning on playing this. The French woman asked about anti-Semitism. Goes Islamophobia is the real issue in America. We'll give you uh, that. And um, this Tom Emmer guy, this is big trouble. How in the world don't they know the background of this guy? And we're going to accept that. A guy that was paid to get rid of the Electoral College as the Republican speaker. The Electoral College is one of the biggest things standing between us and just mob rule. That's exactly what it is. It's a bulwark against it. You got a shot. And every state has a shot to be important. Otherwise, it's going to be the mobification vis-a-vis New York, California, Illinois of America. That's all that it'll be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's the Money Melody. Where has all the money gone? Show me the money. Yes, that's exactly right. Every day around 2.13, Dan has concocted this misery of a cover song. <laughs> All right, who is it that is torturing us with this drunken gibberish? Half the words in there, too, and throw something in. Tom Giordano Show, Joe Biden. All right. Uh, who is that? Stuart in Cherry Hill on Talk Radio 1210. Who is it, Stuart? How about that soupy sales? All right. That was a good guess. No, not soupy sales. Sing with the Beastie Boys now? Come well, on. That would be a weird combination. It sounds like a soupy sales uh, takeoff, though. I'll, I'll reiterate. This guy was a... Uh, I, it might be uh, argued that he was a one-hit wonder, but right. he had a song that came out in 1989 that was played all throughout the 90s. Provided a soundtrack to the 90s, I would even suggest. All right. Let's go to Chris in Newtown Square. Chris, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Who is it, Chris? Dom, you got what I need. 
It was Biz Marquee. He's right. That's Biz Marquee, 1989, Just a Friend. Uh, Chris, were you a big Biz Marquee fan, or uh, how'd you happen to know that was his voice? Uh, two things. One is that dumb song. And two, my kids used to watch Yo Gabba Gabba ah. on Nickelodeon. Yeah, so Biz used to do his word of the day on Yo Gabba Gabba as well. But uh, sadly, he passed away a couple years ago. But uh, a very boisterous and uh, allegedly likable individual, that Biz Marquis. All right, I'll put you on hold. Chris, enjoy the battleship, New Jersey. All right, now before we go, can I just give yeah. one more credit because it's it's not said enough, but the BC Boys were hell of hell of musicians, especially John Barry, rest in peace. But uh, this guitar solo, Don, take a listen to this. Smooth, I love it. I love it. That's all I got for today. All right, that was, that did live up to one of the worst. I still vote uh, Taylor Swift's cover, Yo, <laughs> as uh, maybe, oh, the worst, Dan. The uh, story today, the Eagles are polishing off, I believe, there is it the second or third annual Christmas album that sells unbelievably, right? Yeah. And that she might be in it this year, maybe not, but next year, if it's still going on. Can you imagine? Oh. And a cameo role <laughs> oh, with Jordan Mulata and uh, Kelsey and, uh, oh, maybe Travis Kelsey will uh, jump. Oh, my God. That's it. That's it. Imagining that. They're not bad. They're- no, they're not bad at all. Is that Mulata? Uh, this is uh, Kelsey and Lane Johnson. Oh, Lane Johnson. Yeah. Okay. That's remarkable. Okay. All right. So um, I said today earlier... Story not being reported, and now the Pentagon finally is holding a briefing on it. U.S. forces have been attacked at least 10 times, rocket attacks and the like, in the Middle East. We're talking about some bases in Iraq, some are scattered in other areas under rocket fire. Now, allegedly, they've been able to knock down some of those rockets. I don't know of anyone killed in this situation. I believe I heard a report last night someone had a heart attack in the defense of this, something like that. Uh, So the Pentagon is going to put additional forces into the region. But at the briefing today, and rightfully so, even some in the media asking, why are we putting up with this? In other words, why are we not on the offensive against this? And we know why. With the current Secretary of Defense, with the current president, etc., you know why. The difference is what would Trump do in this situation? He would use American military power, technology, intelligence. We're not putting boots on the ground, but he would decimate the enemy here firing on Americans. And he would target their leadership. If it's these militias or whatever, Soleimani is one of the all-time. Soleimani was one worldwide infamous as a leader in Iran's terror war. Now, I don't know that Trump would strike directly at targets in Iran, but I guess a wild card, it could happen, their oil production, etc. But at least these others, these proxy elements, would feel, is it worth it 
to contend with America. So if you're going to have Americans in these areas, shouldn't we all be saying it's not enough to sort of defend it because some of these um, Iran proxy missiles, rockets, even the Scud, some of them do get through and kill or wound people, or you're under constant threat of that. So shouldn't it be that we take more offensive action to suppress this? Of course. And the military is trying to explain all these additional forces. And the media, for once, is asking, well, what are you doing to deter and prevent these kinds of attacks on Americans? That's the major thing here. Otherwise, don't have them in the area. Can they assure the American people these defensive, even if they could assure me these defensive measures are 100 percent, which they can't. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't be shot at without returning fire. Isn't that a common sense principle? But all I'm hearing from the uh, military today is uh, more additional forces in the area. That's troublesome because China has forces there, too. I think six of their battleships or destroyers. And you don't want this kind of collision. You don't want World War III type of incidents. I was going to ask you, how concerned are you about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm always concerned with the Chinese Air America there and these bad actors, Dan, that you get somebody that makes a mistake. They go too far. And we don't want to be playing chicken with stuff like this and something bigger breaks out. So there's a lot of commentary that if we go tough on Iran, that's uh, essentially welcoming uh, World War III. Do you agree with that sense? Well, that's why I said you got to be careful with the Iranian part of this. But what you can do is, and what Trump did in Syria and other places, you make the proxies, you devastate them. And Trump took out Soleimani, target number one. And Iran did not retaliate in any kind of massive way. I think their leadership was afraid they might be next. So we're not talking about a massive bombing of Iran. But what we are saying, you're going to put Americans, there are bases there, not just the battleships and the aircraft carrier and and such. If you're going to put them in harm's way, it's not enough just to try to deflect this stuff as much as it is to suppress it. It's a pretty, and that's not boots on the ground. We're not talking about any, or otherwise get them out of there if they're going to continuously be under attack. With Iran, now there is a House briefing today, classified House briefing on Iran. And Dan is busily inviting some of the usual key Congress people, Scott Perry, Jeff Andrew, and others on. And they can't tell us what's said in a classified briefing word by word. But that's a question, Dan, I would say from them which is, what do you do about Iran? How far can you go? Because they're the ones that are engaged. They can't get a free pass. on Well, the sanctions. The sanctions were working. Biden didn't take them off on paper. He just didn't enforce them. As a result, Iran has a tremendous amount of oil to sell. I mean, it's not even a shooting war. It's using that tool. The same thing with Putin. Using our own natural energy. He can't continue to have a surplus. You don't want to do that. They're going to continue to do these. It's a simple thing. And we don't want to do it. We're not going to use our natural energy. So as a result, this will uh, continue. All right, here is the French woman spokesperson yesterday. This is cut 6B. 
She's asked about the potential rise, potential rise, the rise of anti-Semitism that was in the closet a bit, now out there in full view, running wild on college campuses in places like New York, L.A., these street protests by the hundreds, if not thousands, just pure anti-Semites. That's exactly what they are. And listen to her pivot when asked a question about that. This is level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate. What are you attacks. talking about? And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. And that is something you heard the president speak to in his uh, in his address uh, just last last Thursday. And so uh, one of the things that the president has done is directed his team, uh, uh, Homeland Security team, to prioritize prevention uh, and disruption of any emerging threats that could harm the Jewish, the Muslim, uh, Arab Americans or, or any other communities. And that is something that the president has sought to do and and since day one, as you know, the president ran on on um, on you know bringing commu- protecting communities, obviously, but bringing people together, the soul uh, uh, protecting the soul of the nation, uh, and so um, uh, that is something that the president takes very very seriously, uh, and. Um, we're going to continue to denounce any sort of hate uh, towards any American here. Uh, and so that's what we're going to continue to be steadfast on. Again, he has he has uh, uh, advised, directed his Homeland Security uh, team to make sure that they're on top of this. On top of just open up a window, take a look at any kind of TV newscast. Stop the whataboutism. Stop the moral equivalency. Not playing here. We heard the same thing after 9-11. We're tired of it. And you can't just say 500 words to not say anything. The limit ought to be 50. Then you have to shut up. You're not saying anything. Shut up. All right, coming up, Dan has some kind of uh, job posting description that somebody sent him. We'll get to. And your calls. Don't forget today. Simple one. Everyone should have one. Great ones on Twitter. Trey Turner. We want an alliterative name. All-time great alliterative name of a person, place, thing. Hit us with one of those. And this with the American military is such a side-by-side. What would Trump do in this situation? If you're going to have those bases there and or the Navy, what is their directive when they're fired upon here? Just to try to deflect and hope nothing bad happens or to deter by suppressing somewhat relatively easily, as we saw in the Trump. Remember, Syria did this. And they didn't do it again after the retaliation, after the mitigation strike. Shouldn't that happen here or just get them out of there? One or the other. All right, it is uh, Dom time, 855-839-1210. You get on board. Uh, The Pentagon saying they won't hesitate to protect our interests. That's from the briefing today in the Middle East. Well, they are hesitating. They're not doing anything. They're not retaliating. And I'm looking at the number of air bases um, and other bases uh, throughout. It's quite substantial. They claim that Iranian proxy groups want to destabilize. Well, let's destabilize them. 
All right, Dan, you had some uh, job description. Yeah, I was sent this. Uh, I don't know if this is a heads up to maybe me to apply, but I don't think I will be doing this. There's a yoga studio in South Jersey, Dom, who's officially hiring a drag performer. If you're interested, uh, uh, yeah, you can uh, be a drag performer for a yoga studio. How much do you think that person would get paid, Dom? How much? No, just take a wild guess. Per hour. Th- oh, uh, per hour, 25 an hour. 40 and, and to $45 the, dollars an hour for you. And all the rhinestones you. you can take home. Nope, yes. no, no. For, double that. 40 to $45 an hour to be why a drag they, performer for a yoga studio. Why would they want a drag performer in I, a yoga that's, studio? That's my next question. Why? why? Yeah. I, I guess to teach lessons on drag of how to be a... I, yeah. But how also... That, Sorry, on the other side of things, a uh, more serious note here. Uh, first hour, we had Zucker, Matt Zucker, a fantastic interview that you gave. It's uh, available on our website, anywhere our podcast can be found. But he shot over. He said he was, uh, he tuned in after the interview and happened to hear you mention about broadcasting from Israel. He says he thinks that's a great idea. All right, great Maybe, soccer. Uh, Let's go. There, Dan, yeah. you're up for that, right? Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be awesome. Yeah, um, well, Jerusalem seems relatively safe. I, you know, I'm sure they're firing rockets somewhere around there. But uh, just to be able to say you were there, you know. No, the only time I was ever uh, worried about where I was going to broadcast from is when we went into Juarez to broadcast, Oof. and the mayor of uh, Juarez kept his family in El Paso. And I asked him why all those uh, school desks that were lined up across the windows, et cetera, Dan, and he said. In case of a blast. All right, let's get out of this bunker. I got yeah. enough on this yeah, interview. It's about let's time get that I'm going to go. Yeah. I, yeah. You didn't feel unsafe at Guantanamo? No, I felt perfectly safe at Gitmo, sitting there watching these killers as they were playing soccer. That's what bothered me. I actually said to the Brigadier General in charge, you know, couldn't you make them play softball or something? Tell them you want some exercise, play some softball. And I was there when they had a barbecue at the beach in Gitmo. <laughs> Can you imagine these guys, right? Wait, the, the prisoners were having the barbecue? Yes, the prisoners were given a barbecue, those that were cooperative. I didn't see Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. They said, now we keep him in a special area. We got to walk through the prison itself, Dan, and I was afraid of flying projectiles of various bodily fluids <laughs> right, yeah. with these guys. Yeah, Nothing like happened. Green Mile with that one guy? Yes, yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, Juarez is the only one. Now, uh, Republicans are reacting to this Pentagon briefing. We've got to get somebody on tomorrow if you make a note to talk about this. U.S. forces attacked at least 10 times here. And what are we doing about it? What have we done in response to it other than deflect and try to protect if we can shoot it down or do something else? The best protection is to take out these groups, their proxies for Iran, so Iran knows we're not attacking them directly. Uh, Why not do that? And we get gibberish from the military to saying, of course, we're protecting our assets. This clearly shows a difference between a Biden administration and a Trump administration. And somehow or another, Trump was able to use American air power, technology, intelligence to keep things calm enough that we were not seeing our military boots on the ground. Even though there was constant pressure on him to put American forces in Syria. Or keep them there, at least, if you remember. Told you about being in the Oval Office, five talk show hosts. And that night, they ushered in about 20 Congress people, led by Dan Crenshaw, who were there to convince Trump to... Uh, put forces or to keep those 600 or so that were in Syria. 
And Dan Trump actually said, what do you talk show hosts think? Oh, my God. It was uh, pretty difficult facing off with Dan Crenshaw there, you know, right in front of you. Oh, he was good about it. But uh, 855-839-1210, what we have to do is take care of stopping these attacks. And, Dan, I'm still working on that. I got a couple of emails we're not going to give out where they can find this, but in South Jersey. Did I give any qualifications to be the drag instructor for yoga? I don't know. I, I know some yoga positions. Oh, I got the qualifications. Yes. Uh, public speaking, confidence in speaking in front of large audiences, and maintain a professional appearance and demeanor during performance. Professional appearance. <laughs> oh, man. You know, once they hire and we learn about it, and they would demand an interview and some video to see. I know about hot yoga and stuff like this, but drag yoga, it's, uh, yeah. it's a new world. Yeah. All right, so 855-839-1210, AT&T and Verizon Wireless. All you have to do is just push pound 1210, and we'll uh, get you in. We'll get you on board. Uh, this is cut seven, Dan. Ron DeSantis may have said this first. A lot of people are jumping in. Here's DeSantis. There are any number of these pro-Hamas protesters that are here on a visa. That means they're not American citizens. That means their rights are a little bit different than American citizens. Here's what DeSantis says should happen if you're here on some kind of visa. So, Eric, you do not have a right. A foreigner does not have a right to be here. They're here at the grace of the American people. If they're on a student visa, that is absolutely revocable uh, based on government policy. And so what I would say is if you're a foreign national on a student visa, if you're out demonstrating in favor of Hamas and terrorist attacks against uh, innocent people in Israel, uh, I would yank the visa. I would send you home. We only have so many spots at these universities as it is. Uh, I think that, that we need to do more American students to begin with. Uh, nevertheless, we have every right to do it. And if you look at what's happened in Europe, you know, they've imported a lot of people, and now it's really changed the underlying dynamics of those societies. You have massive pro-Hamas demonstrations, massive anti-Semitism all over. I don't want that here in the United States. So, yes, we will be very forceful. We'll send people back uh, because we just need to nip this in the bud. I, I've seen a lot of stuff people take to the streets, things I disagree. That's fine. But to support openly a terrorist organization well, like that, I well, think that's man, a new low for a lot look, of these look, universities. Look. All right. So uh, I think in London was 100,000 people. I'm in agreement with them. Now it's got to be you know, everybody, individual cases. What are the metrics? How does this apply? What is the law? But the idea is correct. This is different than a difference over policy with Israel or not. These are people that are suspects about what are they here? What are they going to do here? If they're supporting the slaughter that we saw, which they are when they really get going at their rallies versus tap dancing around it, then they get some kind of hearing. It's got to be some kind of procedure that's law. And I think if it applies, they ought to be removed and sent back to the home country. 855-839-1210, you get on board. All right, coming up, the lightning round. I wonder if we have anybody, Dan. I mean, talk radio, we reach a lot of people who could perform drag yoga. I bet we have somebody out there that's eagerly going to apply for that job.
All right. I'm thinking about it myself. There you go. Dan likes to pay there. He can uh, moonlight as a drag yoga class. Time to your Dan shows. I told you, finally, today, it's bubbling up. These attacks on the American military bases and potentially the naval contingent there in the Middle East. And, Dan, here's a little bit from that Pentagon briefing. Um, and, and, again, we're still con- uh, continuing to ensure uh, that this accounts for everything. But between October 17th and the 24th, uh, U.S. and coalition forces have been attacked at least 10 separate times in Iraq and three separate times in Syria uh, via a mix of one-way attack drones and rockets. So again, those are the initial numbers. We're continuing to work to CENTCOM to ensure we get you the facts on these. Uh, and so, again, we'll get that to you as soon as possible. And I'm sorry, you said you had a follow-up? So 13 attacks that they know of or they're calculating now. It's not about, you know, they keep on information we're giving you. Yeah, the question people have is, well, what are you going to do about it? And the answer with Biden is hunker down, try to take down the rockets or drones. And hope no one gets killed. That's the response. Just say it. That's what we're going to do. Make them spit it out. That's the policy. All right, but right now. The time time. has come for the final test. Uh, We usually call it the lightning round. That is right. Uh, Coming off, Trey Turner was our jumping off point to kind of tap into the Phillies alliteration. Give us an alliterative name to get your name into the hat like Mickey Mantle. All right, let's go to Robert in Ben Salem. Robert, good afternoon to you. Hi, Dom, Dan. Man, what a day. I had a Republican, I heard a Republican, key on Republic and say that we should no longer be a Republic. That's that's right. I'm glad uh, you underlined that. That's exactly what it is to just go to the popular vote. We're a mob, a democracy, not a republic. That's right. And and the thing is, is that the what he doesn't know is that the Electoral College, as well as the Constitution, is designed to protect us from the tyranny of the majority, which is what mob rule is. And it just blows me away that he doesn't understand that. Democracy in sheer form is three wolves and one sheep voting on what to have for dinner. Period. Okay. <laughs> well put in um, Philadelphia it's seven wolves and one sheep voting on what to have to dinner. They have a seven to one voting edge. So, so there you go. And I I might be too old for the yoga job, but I think I'm a natural for the wire job. So if you could send my name over to Jersey, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> the, you um, know, we're going to dig on that tomorrow. <laughs> we we got to get more information. That guy was a fabulous guest, Robert, to telling us that everybody nope. has to have a wire person. <laughs> no training required, Don. There's a whole bunch of this out well, here. Thank uh, you. Dan has already <laughs> applied, and I think his credentials are pretty good on this. No comment. If there's a well, vaping component know, to it, he's got the job. Yeah. If, well, if the only difference between a high driver and a drunk driver is a drunk driver will blow to a stop sign. A high driver will sit at the stop sign and wait for it to turn green. Um, I'm, I'm going to change my answer. I was going to go with one that Dan might have liked, but is it okay if I borrow that bumper music you had earlier and go with Gypsy Rose Lee? Oh, that's a very good uh, literative name. Yes, Gypsy have a great day, Rose guys. Lee. All-time uh, great, great name, the stripper. Uh, yeah, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H. Yeah, I think that one's better in my Is opinion. he still the VP of the Vince McMahon? So or there's a lot a... of drama going on uh, between a, like right. a power struggle. They sold right. off, and now Triple H has kind of been you know relegated to a lower role. And uh, Yeah. Okay. But he's still involved. Let's go to Homer in Belmar. Homer, good to hear from you again. What do you have today? Yeah, hi. I'll try to go wild and say humorous Homer's 
Hubert Horatio Humphrey, but knowing I can't get away from with it, I'll just say Hubert Horatio Humphrey. Hubert Horatio Humphrey. And Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, Dan, said Hubert Horatio Hornblower or something when he <laughs> when he was running the second time at the uh, convention. The it was real a, Triple H. It was a real telling moment. Uh, Alan in Yardley, not a male, has a very good one, all-time favorite name. Who's yours, Alan? Hey, Dom, thanks. Uh, another tremendous show today. Man, um, I'm going with the original greatest of all time, Cassius Clay. Yes, that's a good one. i got to go to this one. What Dan. an epic name. Why would you ever yeah. change that? Come Let's on. see if he says it like Harry Callis. Be ready. I don't. We probably don't have Harry Callis on tap saying this. It's an all-timer, Harry Callis, with this one. Bruce in the Northeast, how would Harry Callis say your choice? Hey, Dom, before you mentioned Mickey Mantle, you know, he uh, before he was dying and he was uh, on his deathbed, he had a quote, I don't know whether he originated, he said, if I would have known I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. I think he did say it. It's shocking that that guy hit 517 home runs or, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was amazing. Uh, an honorary mention is Sally Starr. But I got another Mickey in line, and as Harry Callis would say, Mickey Morandini. Absolutely. There you go. Yes, he would draw it out even more. All right, Dan, I think we got to decide here because I got a couple of other things to mention. So who are some of the contenders here? I like the local uh, Phillies tie answers of Mickey Morandini yeah. that you just heard. And earlier in the show, we had Joe and Exton call in with uh, the Philly Fanatic, uh, also a great alliteration. I like Mickey Morandini. Do you? That's a great, uh, yeah. Because Evil yeah, Knievel is yeah. also a great answer because the alliteration comes at the end of the right. name rather than the beginning. Oh, that's true, too. And then Robin right. Roberts is the one with the most yes. uh, yeah, you know, similarity but, yeah, between the first and second name. It's kind of technical, the Robin Roberts. All right, the Evil Knievel call was very good, too. All right, I Don, can go with that. Don and yes. Franconia goes into the hat. All right, Don. Evil Knievel. Very good one. All right, a couple things now. Our three keys tonight, Dan, why the Phillies are probably going to win. One, Ranger Suarez, no pulse. Let him go six innings. Yes, let him pitch, Topper. the fat or fat or whatever the heck the guy's name is, Dan, is not going to repeat what he did the last time. He's not that kind of – I don't see it at all. And three, Phillies fans tonight are not going to disgrace us by leaving like they did last night before the game was over. In the poll about Tom Emmer versus the Phillies fans – or the whole debacle with the speaker. One minute left. Yes, what's the score? So, yeah, uh, the final score, it looks like. What's more embarrassing, 54.7% in favor of the House speaker debacle over Phillies fans leaving early, which accumulated 45.3% of the vote. And I think that's because they heard that Emmer is against us being a republic. That's what it, uh, Robert put it beautifully. That's what it would come down to. We're no longer a democratic republic or a constitutional republic. We're a democracy that progressives always tell us about. That's what this guy wants. He was paid for it. How can he answer for that? How could they nominate this guy? They know that. More on that tomorrow. Go Phils. And Kirk Cameron here tomorrow with a new book in which he wants to reach out and try to compromise or at least... Talk to the other side. You know about his library campaign, etc. Is this guy really George Soros-backed Tom Emmer? Was he? And he's going to be the... He is the nominee now. They're voting on to be the next speaker. Oh, my goodness. Richie always next for four action-packed hours. All that here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. 
Dom Giordano. Weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210. WPHD. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.